Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pop Into Politics. I'm super excited. I have Sammy, Letty, Desiree, and Heather with me, the funny, intelligent, beautiful ladies uh, from the podcast, Bring the Mio. So grab your vodka, your Mio, or your drink of choice, and come back. It should be a fun episode. So stay tuned. So welcome back to Pop Into Politics. This is Kobe. So as I said, I have the ladies from Bring the Mio, Sammy, Letty, Desiree, and Heather. And before we get started, it's kind of a tradition for Pop Into Politics. I've got my alcohol. But in honor of the ladies, I have Mio. Orange tangerine. Yes. What flavor are you guys uh, drinking? We are doing the mango peach. It's actually a new flavor that we tried um, last night. It's not one of our favorites, but we definitely thought we'd give it another try today. Today, I, I feel like I'm drinking orange tangerine Kool-Aid with gin and club soda, which is dangerous. And for those folks listening at home, I kind of, you know, we we're getting ourselves situated. So I was doing this. Maybe a little earlier than I should have. So for the first time, I actually might be a little buzzed or even beyond buzzed, but that that's okay. I can still... It's okay. Together. We've slurred on some of our um, episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys look like you have a lot of fun on the episode. So We do. We do. We do. Before we get started, though, I want to give you guys the opportunity. I don't know who wants to go, but to tell the audience kind of what is your podcast about? What is Bring the Mio? And... What was kind of the genesis of you guys deciding to start something that's so fun and enjoyable in this crazy year that we're in? We're actually going to have Sammy kind of discuss this just because she brought us kind of all together and the podcast was more her idea from the beginning. Um, So we are four best friends that have had this amazing relationship for about eight years now. Listen to our episode called Quad Squad if you want to hear about how we all became friends and have stayed friends. Um, So if you've listened to us, we have some wild ass good times and thought, you know, we're pretty funny and we have a lot of experiences to share and advice to give. So let's do a podcast. Let's do something fun and creative together and start to document our good times. So we usually pregame to record, but because we're in COVID-19, we can't go out, but we still have been turning up at home. So it's been a lot of fun. Yes, you guys have. Yes, I've been listening. So we always finish at least a fifth of vodka, um, specifically oh Belvedere. We always drink Belvedere. Last night, for some dumbass reason, we drank two bottles of Belvedere. And then we went on to like truly, we had softball and then fireball. So the situation escalated a bit last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot. So we always say like when we're going out, like, hey, bring the meal, put the meal in your purse. So we always thought this like, it's this cute catchphrase that we always say. And now we basically own it. Uh, <laughs> literally, we have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all at bring the meal. We bought a custom design and we have a website, bringthemeo.com. And let's talk about all the things that people are a little maybe too bashful to talk about. Um, so we talk a lot about sex. Yes, they do. 
A lot of empowerment. There's a lot of talk about sex. Yeah. And one of my favorite episodes is the female initiation. We got a lot of great responses on our love languages episode. And now we're popping into politics, baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) wait, wait. Actually, let me make sure I don't get myself confused because I want to talk about the getting off, coming, and climaxing episode. And there's a specific reason, but is that different? That's a different one than what you just referenced, Sammy? Yes. yes. There was episode two. Okay, yeah, so me, episode okay. two. We pretty much we were celebrating for Sammy's yeah. birthday on that one. Gotcha. So the so initiation episode the initi- is talking initiation, about women um, initiating sex. So, okay. I, my mind's like racing. because there's So for those folks um, listening, and in terms of folks who are listening to Pop Into Politics who might be wondering like, okay... Colby, like you're making this detour to sex, dating, women, like what, like, why are you doing this? And when I first started talking with the ladies back and forth, and then actually started listening to their podcast, you know, I always am looking at things through a kind of political lens. Now, I have no idea, I haven't asked them, but like, I think besides being funny and irreverent, inappropriate by the way this is this podcast probably is not going to be suitable not suitable for work nsfw and probably explicit at some time so if there's any kids or anyone like this is probably time to exit them stage left type thing but to me there's an extremely sort of feminist sort of vibe to your podcast pro women sex positivity and and not giving a fuck what men think I'm a man, a black man, but like, I think that's awesome. And, and I do like, I love the, I love the energy. And I think more women, like that's how it should be. Like, I don't understand why it's not that way. And the re well, there's a number of episodes that are really funny for those of you at home, but I like the getting off coming and climaxing episodes because I feel like you guys bring up political things just I don't know if you realize it, but to me, you're bringing a political thing. So I love that you guys in that episode are like, look, the government has been doing lots of research, lots of money to make sure that like men can get erections and Viagra and all that stuff. Now, I don't need that yet. I want to put that out. (laughs) I don't know from experience. Everything works. Everything works. But when that time comes, (laughs) if and when that time comes, I'll be good apparently because to your point, the United States government has pumped in tons of money and men know about that. But I didn't know when you were like, hey, like it wasn't until 1996 that, yeah, that the, the government even began to look at women's, you know, clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Make sure I get that right as the gay boy. Make sure I get that right. But no, I thought that was really... Again, it says a lot about our government, a lot about our priorities, a lot about like, the sexism within government. And again, you guys are using humor and talking about it. But I was curious as to why, yeah, like what made you guys think to talk about that, research that even? So Heather actually brought it up. There is a Netflix um, series yeah. and Heather had watched it. So I'll like, what was it called again? Explained. So there's a series on Netflix called Explained, and they explain different episodes, different names. Yeah, different episodes is are every single episode is different, and it could literally it'll literally be about anything. Like they explain, I don't money, gold, 
just random stuff. And one of the episodes they were they explained girls the women's orgasm women's females orgasms. And I was like, this is so interesting because you don't see that a lot. Yeah. For a long time, even me personally, like I said, I'm gonna be 30 this year and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, no one ever sat me down and said, Honey, this is how you this is what you do. (laughs) And and I'm not shy about it. For a long time I didn't know what I was doing, how to please myself, how how a man should please me. And so I brought it to the girls. I was like, Hey, like this should be talked about. We should freaking talk about this. And it was our second episode. And I was like, I feel like women, women should know they, we need to take, we need to take, what's it called? Like we need to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility for ourselves and how we feel and stop giving it to the, to them, these men, men. Yeah. And we need to take control of our sexual desires. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like we talked about it. Also, I just think that like for it's still to this day, still to this day, women's like, or, you know, anatomy, anatomy, like we're still being freaking controlled. No one's controlling a man. No yeah. one's telling a man when you can and can't come where you can yeah. fucking come and how to like, no one, no one does that. So I think that it's just not fair and we need to take responsibility and control it for ourselves. I totally, I totally agree um, with us growing up we didn't start communicating more until we actually figured out what we liked and how to get to our own orgasms. So I felt like that was very important because we have all different aspects of like what we brought to the table in that episode. Yeah. So for those of you at home, like definitely you should listen to their podcast in general. (laughs) I mean, even just to bring like a smile to your face during this crazy time we're in, but that's a favorite. There's a, there's a number of ones that are good, but the other thing that just kind of immediately comes to my mind with that is you mentioned about control. And it's crazy to me that in 2020, you still have forces out there that are, in my mind, trying to control women's bodies. And that is like 100% political. And like, so there's choices and things that people need to be, if you're concerned about those issues, or if you think that that's wrong, there are things that you need to be like focused on and to realize. So like even recently, I'm sure you guys have heard about like the Supreme court and birth control and like contraception, contraception, where it's like that to me is like a personal medical issue with women or a choice for women. I don't know why it's controversial to provide that. Have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So this one's fine. Um, so I, think that like politics for me uh, aren't really, I'm not very versed in them, but this topic is really important to all of us um, as women. I feel like we all have pretty similar views on this topic and I do apologize in advance for what I'm going to say, but this, it's just fucking bullshit to be quite honest, complete and utter. Curse. <laughs> tell them, tell them. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that it's just another game for Trump to control women and essentially grab their fucking pussies and show us who is boss. Birth control, it's it's much more than just a preventative measure. It's it's not political or religious. Like it it helps women so much. It's it helps them with chronic pain, menstruation, like manage hormones, their skin issues, like manage endometriosis. Like I have a lot of friends that have it, and like it's not only because we want to fuck people. Like that's not the main. Like, but if thing. you did just want to fuck people, and that's good too. Yeah. Like, but it's like that. being safe right. about it. But like, <laughs> it just boils yeah, down to the simple fact that, like, off. birth control 
it just should be easily accessible to everyone that wants at no cost. Like employers shouldn't be able to opt in, opt, I mean, sorry, opt out. And I honestly, I just wish that we had a president that would respect and uphold the Obamacare. And I feel like we all kind of agree with that. So we've been like on our little Instagram and texting and stuff or not texting. Okay. So I'm just showing, I'm like dating myself. I just said texting with Instagram. That's not exactly what that's called, but but, um, I was going to say, but you know, communicating with one another, I'm assuming that you guys are not Trump supporters. No, I had told, (laughs) wait, wait, okay, wait. Okay. I have, I have one hand shake, but you hesitated. Me? (laughs) You? I don't support the, the way that he goes about things. I mean, Obviously, all gotcha. presidents have those that back <laughs> him. So I definitely think that he needs to get his head out of his ass. But I, so let me, well, you know, so one of the other reasons why I'm going to talk to you guys, because I'm like, oh my goodness, a big political junkie. And I'm like, political science major when I was in college. And I'm like, they're in Arizona. They're in a battleground state. And I feel like there's so much that's happening where you guys are, whether it be things at the border just the way your your state obviously swings, the diversity that is entering your state in, in the trajectory of like where people are saying Arizona's will be moving as a state. But well, let me ask you this. Is there anything about Trump if he were doing things differently that you would like or that, or that you agree with, but it's just his style? No. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it... It, I, for me, it's his politics are too backwards. He was a Democrat and supported Hillary in 2004. And then suddenly he became a Republican. Like, was it after your first, your second or your third wife that you could like, you cultivated these conservative views, right? He's got three baby mamas. Like nobody fucking flinches when he does that. Like, we should be progressing. And when he says shit, like shithole countries, like immigrants are coming from shithole countries, yeah. we should have let them in. Like where in our society do we have room for that? In kind of negative com- any conversation, first of all, second of entitlement. all, entitlement, third of all, uh, like on a public stage. And now this dumbass is like running our country. So I don't think, yeah. I, I think he is irreparable. I don't think anything he could do could save his ass. Like same thing with like Bush. Bush did not save anybody from Hurricane Katrina. He fucked that up. And so there's no, like you cannot put a good name on, no matter what he did for 9-11, he fucked up Hurricane Katrina so bad. Nobody remembers what he did for 9-11 at all. Right. And yeah, obviously well, he was impeached too. That says Bush, a lot. Like, I feel like Ooh. I kind of came of age politically. I was in college during the Bush years. And uh, yeah, in college and out of college during the Bush years. And not only obviously Katrina, which was just such a, it was terrible the way the, the, the way it was that. handled. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. Government handled that. And of course, everything with Iraq, which like anyone who was doing any reading about that, I mean, that was not something to, to, to change the country's focus from Afghanistan. And I think like most people kind of could like, wrapped their minds around that and made sense to people. And then, you know, wait a minute, let's kind of explore this sort of political theory in the Middle East and like all the Iraqi citizens who have died and all the Americans who have died. And like we, speaking of Trump, I mean, I think he's right about that. We've gotten nothing 
out of that. But it is funny, though, that you say that, too, because there are days where I'm like, but I would take George Bush back (laughs) right now. Like, things are so – I don't think that he was inherently, like, an immoral, like, monster. And I I do think Donald is the devil. I really do. But, okay. So it's good to know that no one is a Trump supporter. But I had prepared myself that, like, if one of you were, I was going to be open-minded and I wanted to, like – just talk about like, why? Like, talk to me about it. So one thing I didn't start off with, and again, it's because you guys got me messed up. (laughs) I had a whole order in mind. How how are your families, your friends, everyone with the coronavirus, COVID-19, at least for us in the national news, it doesn't seem like things are going well in Arizona. They're not. We're definitely a hot spot. (laughs) Daddy Deucey fucked up. He, he's like Donald Trump, <laughs> number two. He, he genuinely is a little mini yeah. me. So, so talk to me about, about your governor, because you mentioned Daddy Ducey in one of the episodes. And again, it was another moment I laughed because you say it so disparagingly. But <laughs> like, are people understanding that like you need a mask and you need to wash your hands and we need to socially distance? Like, What, what do you think is the disconnect? I don't really get it. Like nobody flinches if you see a no shoes, no shirt, no service sign, right? Like- that's you just abide. Right. Yes. You put a shirt on and you put some fucking shoes on if you want to come into the gas station. What is the problem with wearing a mask? And it's I don't get it. Yeah. There's there's no reason why you cannot wear a mask to make other like I do it because I know it makes everybody else feel comfortable around me. It's terrible right, right now because in Arizona we're like peak allergy season. So everybody is sneezing, everybody is coughing. <laughs> Everyone's on edge. And every every time somebody sneezes, I look over. You can't help it. And it's terrible. Or if you have to sneeze, you're like, I know. I'm like, suck it down, Sammy. Don't sneeze right now. You're in public. Hold it in till you get home. But, I mean, in Arizona, like, more and more people are getting the virus. Like, like, I would say in March, it was just like, oh, people are getting it. But, like, Heather and I were talking about it. Like, it's closing in on our friends. Like, we now had known friends that have gotten it. Same. It, before it was like, oh, so and so, somebody's neighbor that I don't know, but now it's like closing in on us, like our inner circle, and it's just. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's it's awful, and it's just. I think with the proper leadership, this wouldn't be happening. Like they did a statistic, like all the women-led countries are like thriving right now. Like they have close to zero cases, and yep. It's just with the current leadership, it just sucks. And then being in Arizona sucks even more because Daddy Ducey, like, he did a press conference and he was like, Trump calls me all the time. I have a special ringtone for Mr. President Trump. Like, like, what does that do with eyes? Yeah, dumb fucker. Tell us about school. Yeah, Yeah, like, people are dying. People are dying from this. Like, we have. And you're worried about a damn fucking ringtone? We just got, like, those mobile morgues because our morgues are full. Yeah, so. Two things. I'm sorry to hear that. And I like maybe we'll turn this into like a public service announcement for like two seconds. But okay, so for anyone listening, I'm in New York City in New York. And like they said, like I know tons of people who are sick. At this point, maybe on two hands, no of people who have died. So it really is serious. And I think there seems to be like it's not the flu. I, I was sick myself. Like, it's not the flu. It's, and it's it really not discriminatory. Isn't. Like, it's not. Right. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's certainly affecting certain communities for, I mean, that's a whole different discussion with like health disparities and things. But right. It does not discriminate. 
there are young people who are getting very sick. Like even if you don't die, who wants to be in the ICU? So now you've heard five different people, everyone. America, five people have fucking told you it's a real thing. Wear your mask. Yeah, wear your mask. Wash your hands. It's simple stuff, guys. It's like, get it together. I think it's interesting that you're in New York because you guys got hit really hard and really early and you, it was bad in New York, but you guys had a governor pulled your shit together and now you guys are like thriving. Yeah. Now you're pointing fingers laughing at Arizona. (laughs) We're not allowed in New York. <laughs> yeah, we can't go anywhere. We're on the, the naughty list. There's like 19 states. You are on our naughty list. And it's like <laughs> if you're from one of these 19 states, you're not allowed. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's grown to like 40. Oh, wow. shit. With my job, it's like pretty much the whole country is like on fire. Look, I mean, I wouldn't wish this on I, – I guess it's being here in New York where one of my things that like I love about the city is like – the theater and restaurants and going out and stuff. And like, even now it's like all of that has not fully reopened. I'll say fully reopened, but it was, it was crazy knowing that like, okay, 700 people are dying in a day in like the state. And the majority of that being from New York city, Long Island or whatever. And even like being here in Manhattan, like hearing sirens, like night after night, knowing that like, that person may or may not make it, but being here for like, you know, 11 years and like never experiencing anything like that. And so I wouldn't wish this on anyone. The morgues that you talk about, like the mobile units at the hospitals, just like seeing it on the street, like it was a crazy experience. And so I guess I sat here and thought, okay, we're taking the brunt of this, at least initially. And that'll give the country like, like, look, here's an example. Like you don't want to be this. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that people would take this seriously. So there were definitely times I sat here in this apartment, like furious of just like, it's there, there are things where I'm like, I can tell you this is real. Like, why are people not getting this? But, but do you guys think overall that like slowly it's like sinking in maybe Like, like people who you guys come across or. I think the problem is, is that this is not, it has this public health issue has become a political issue because we have a president who is supposed to be leading our country, but he's getting on fucking Twitter and saying the invisible China virus. And I'll wear a mask. They told me it's a political, it's the best thing to do or political thing to do to wear a mask if you can't social distance. So I'm going to wear a mask. It's it's patriotic to wear a mask. Yeah, Yeah, it's patriotic to wear a mask. Like it's patriotic to wear a mask. No, it's patriotic to pay your fucking taxes. Yeah. You should, he should be, he should have been the first person wearing a fucking mask to show the leadership. Yeah. You're literally the leader of our country. You need to lead by example. Exactly. And yeah, you're right. And that's the whole thing is that there's like Sammy said, there's countries that are like Europe is open. There's countries, Australia in places that are open, having events, they're doing things already we don't have to do research to figure this out. We just have to do what the fuck they did. Exactly. <laughs> I had to clap at the clap. Yes. As it turns exactly. out, there's no secret. You just have to stay yeah, yeah, right. at home. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad that we're at least the five of us are kind of on the same page about that. Yeah. Well, look, well, look I want you guys like, please stay safe and your families and everything. And, I'm glad. Yeah. Look, you guys have had some very funny commentary about like, look, we're quarantining and 
there was one episode where you guys are like, you're like, I don't want to like fucking die going in like Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, if I have to die, you're like, I would prefer to, you know. Yeah, when they said, no, they said that you can contract it through semen. Yeah. I don't (laughs) I was not down. That one, that one hit me. That one one got her a little scared. (laughs) But no, I, I, right. Like, yeah, like no one wants to die in Trader Joe's. (laughs) No. But I thought like that was a really funny, I mean, it's not funny, but just like, like, right. Like just distance and like, don't go out. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a really funny way that you guys put it. So, okay. Let me try to brighten this up a bit. (laughs) Right. So Apache Junction. (laughs) <laughs> Did you AJ, look it up? AJ. Look it up. <laughs> so I looked it up. <laughs> so I, you, you tell people to look it up in your in your latest podcast. And so there were a few things. So I'm such a dork. So like you say, look it up. I'm like, of course I'm going to look it up. And I'm looking at like the demographics of the town and it's like 89% white. And so I was like, I think it's inappropriate that it's still called Apache Junction at this point. But I was curious. <laughs> Arizona's pretty fucked up. So yeah, we're it's fucked all up. Right? <laughs> like, we need to... We'll get to Black Lives Matter in a, in a moment, because you guys mentioned some of that in one of your episodes. But my my question was, if I were in Apache Junction, which I can't believe that's the name of a town, <laughs> but if I were there, what would the yard signs look like? Am I seeing Trump yard signs? Oh, an Apache right, Junction? Trump, 100%. Absolutely. It's like... Picketing, almost. Yes. It's like, even like those people, like they oh do interviews God. with people in like Mississippi and they're like, are you voting yes. for Trump? They're like, they have no teeth. They have like a junkyard and they're like, of course I am. They're like, okay, <laughs> well, the best. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are, that's the equivalence I would say of a magic junction. junction. It's the bubble. So wait, okay. You guys are bad. I have to tell you guys something. So one of my goals with my podcast, right? Like you guys, I feel like have a very inherently humorous and entertaining podcast and the four of you like just the chemistry you guys have but i have been trying to tell myself where i'm like look i don't want to judge people and i want to have conversations with people who maybe i wouldn't but it's really hard when you tell me things like apache junction's the name of the town and and they're too flake i mean i don't want to i would love to know why like what they're looking at that they feel like he's like you're gonna give him another four years even now Right. I don't understand. So, but Apache Junction's kind of like Trump territory, you're telling me. Yeah. So, like, I, I would feel say like yes. for them, it's more so, they probably don't know him politically. They're like, oh. He's written he's on this show. Thing. He is a billionaire. <laughs> like He's not. He stole money from us. Right? I so I have, I have like kind of something funny that I want to say. Well, not funny. Interesting. I was at work and we, some of my coworkers and I, obviously, like we got into like a discussion about Trump. And his next four years, the next four years, if he gets it. And one woman, I was really disappointed. She's an older woman and she voted for Trump. And she, she like openly said she voted for Trump. And I was like, why? And she said she felt like that Trump's an asshole. She knows he's an asshole. But if you have bugs in your, here's an example. If you have bugs in your house and you need an exterminator to come get the bugs out, 
Who are you going to call? You get, and the nice guy can't do it, but the asshole is going to do it, but he's an asshole, but you need him to come get the bugs out. So it's almost like Trump's an asshole, but he, a lot of people, I guess, expected him to come in and fix the country. Like need, something needed to be fixed. But everybody's like, right. I know he's an asshole. I know he's a, a dick, but he's going to fix us. But it's like, no. What has he done? <laughs> He's, yeah. Right. What has he done besides, like, we're dying? Yeah, pull out of NATO, defund the who. I mean, what goes on? He, like, keeps talking down on other ethnicities and certain demographics. Disband the pandemic committee (laughs) right before we have a fucking (laughs) pandemic. Well, Well, that's a good segue into something else you guys have mentioned, you know. So, again, so, yes, you guys are funny. Like I said, um... They're inappropriate. I mean, not in the best possible way. Inappropriate sometimes is is great. But you guys do talk about, I think, like, the issues of, like, the day. And so there's an episode where you guys do get into uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I thought it was cool that you guys took the time to talk about it briefly encourage and to encourage your listeners to learn. Because I think there's a, there's a piece to that that's, like, it's not enough to just feel bad right like you need to do something or even the conversation that you're talking about you had with that older woman who explained about the bugs which part of me i was going to say like who are the bu- what's the bug i hope she's not talking about people oh no 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 <laughs> just just like an analogy like you know what i'm saying just an analogy okay can you never know nowadays like right. people have like lost their minds it's like i can see that though i can see what you mean yeah i mean it's like what do you mean by that but but i wanted to ask you guys everyone seems to be kind of moved by George Floyd's death to some degree. You know, for me, George Floyd is not the first African-American man or, Afri- or African-American or person of color in general where it's just like, okay, there seems to be, I want to say brutality. Well, that is brutality, but just mistreatment. I always think about Tamir Rice for me where it's like he was a kid and like he was on like in the playground and they shot him. So I guess there's part of me who's like not quite figured out why George Floyd has like stuck in everyone's minds other than like maybe everyone's home during a pandemic and has witnessed this. But has your guys' consciousness around race from this particular moment or maybe things that have happened before? And no judgment one way or the other, but I was just, I'm just curious in terms of like what people's thinking is and why maybe this, this moment for people is, is standing out. So I know this is Letty talking. So I know for me, I'm Hispanic. My certain physical appearances, I get mistaken for being mixed a lot. So I've always kind of been aware of the whole racial issues. I know one thing particular when I was younger is my dad actually won a racial claim suit because he was his job was trying to fire him over his race. I also grew up in a very accepting community. And I know that my childhood best friend is African American. And her family kind of became my second family growing up. So I always knew of like the awareness of what was going on. But the biggest thing that kind of came to mind was when I was in college, I took an African-American studies class of history and sociology. And one of the biggest things that I took out of that class was the story of Emmett Till. He was the 14 year old boy who was beaten beyond recognition and killed because of his race and his death sparked the civil rights movement and just seeing his face because they weren't able to have an open casket at his funeral, but it brought together the African-American community 
in such a large way, especially during that time, like Martin Luther King. So that and all, like, it was just kind of crazy to think that there's people out there treating people like this over something they can't control in the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And it's still happening Absolutely. today and it's a vicious cycle and it's been 65 years already and it's still happening. Right. I was not expecting you guys to bring up Emmett Till. So, okay. So, so basically this is not consciousness that has, at least for you, uh, Letty, that has from this moment, it's just kind of confirmation of the issues and things that people have been fighting for, for a long time. It's just something that not a lot of people want to address because it is yeah. such a sensitive topic, but because it continues to happen, it's like, we need to, again, the way our podcast is, we bring up topics that not a lot of people want to discuss. And this is such a big matter that also needs to be discussed, which I feel like our country is kind of starting to recognize and starting to right. get um, justice for those who have lost their Good lives. Uh, this is like the best thing I've done on my Sunday. <laughs> This has been so great. I've been looking forward to talking to you guys and you guys do not disappoint. This is awesome. I'm sorry I was, I was having a phone problem, everyone. So like I was, for those of you at home, I could see their their lovely faces. Now I can't, but that's, we're going to just keep plowing through here. We're going to keep it moving. Um, yes. So I'm going to switch gears here a bit. So the engineer. <laughs> hey. This, this, so Sammy, you're dating the engineer, right? Yes. So this is not specifically about the engineer, but one of the things that I really love about listening to you guys are all the conversations about dating, going out, past past loves, if you will. But are there any non-negotiables politically dating? So if you so if the engineer suddenly were to come and tell you, I'm I don't believe in Roe versus Wade. I don't believe I'm not pro-choice. Like, is there anything that if someone politically told you when you were dating, that would be something that would be like, okay, I got to get the hell out of here. Oh, that's a good question. I think definitely Roe v. Wade is a big thing. I'm trying to think. I I feel like for me, I think it would be. I think think it would be. Yeah. So I, if somebody was to, if I were to date somebody that was like, I don't believe in abortion. I would be like, okay, then don't fucking get one, bro. <laughs> you fucking so man. Funny. Like, don't get a – if you don't believe in abortion, don't fucking get one. Oh, wait. You don't have that choice, do you? That's right. You, you know, like, I think if – Well, let's, can we can we be real for just a minute, Sammy? Let me let, yeah. I'm going to just stop. Right? Like, I, so there's a very – like, my best friend, and she lives in PA. I'm not going to, like, put her name on blast yet, but she knows who she is. And one of her – huge huge pet peeves of hers is like men telling women like you don't have to carry the baby you don't have to like you don't have that burden one way or the other or that choice to make and i think our society is so screwed up because it's like look as a guy although i don't like dip in the lady pond but if i did (laughs) dip in the lady pond it's like you could it's it's bizarre to me that like even just kind of the whole policy, if you will, like whose responsibility it is in terms of like having kids or not to have kids. It's like, I could have a vasectomy and like get that reversed at some point. Like it just, it's weird to me that like all of that pressure and onus is on women. But then men on top of that, then put their opinions and comment on it. And I think it's, but she always says to me, like, if you don't have a uterus, you can't have a fucking opinion. Exactly. (laughs) on this issue other than I support women 
and what their choices are. And I really do believe that she's right about that. And the sooner we like get to that point in this country, I think the better off we will be. So, so Roe versus Wade would be a non-starter. What about the, you guys mentioned about uh, contraception. I mean, I guess that's kind of tying into elements of that, but would that be something if you had some weird guy who was like, I don't believe in taking the pill or something crazy. Oh, if he didn't believe in birth control. Oh, no. hell no. 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 Nope. No. No. I he love, didn't even get it. I fucking love birth control. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's like, okay, then you can go get a vasectomy. Right, right. There are choices. Yeah, like Desiree there are mentioned, and I think like Heather mentioned too, like birth control is not just about preventing babies. me wanting to let you come inside of me without getting pregnant. Like it has a lot of health benefits. So I think it's the conversation around women reproductive, like education has very, has been very male dominant. Like I think we mentioned it in our podcast, like in health class, you learn about safe, like you don't learn about safe sex. You learn about abstinence. And that is not the conversation we should be having with our kids, with kids, with kids. Like, Hey, just be abstinent. Half those kids probably already had sex. Like they're not going to listen. You you should have told me that's in sixth grade, like (laughs) to be abstinent, but no, like I just think if, or they think crazy things like you can put the penis in the ear (laughs) (laughs) or a stork, you know, like there's crazy things that kids are doing because we're not having real conversations and dialogue with them. So, yeah. No, I'm trying to think like political. I think I, I mean, I totally could date somebody that had different political views than me, but I would really need to, the justification. Like explain to me yeah, why. I would really need to know, especially like I'm Asian and I usually date white guys. So like being in an interracial relationship and having clearly different backgrounds, like I would need to know like, okay, so you grew up in a very conservative home. Where do you think that fits in with me? Because I did not grow up in a very conservative home. I was just telling these girls, like, I grew up in a family of 12, and it, oh, wow. it's 12, but it's more like 900, because people be over all the time, like, very open-door policy. There's just people over all the time. I would struggle, I think, to date somebody that was very different than me, but I would be open to it. You did date someone. Now, see, you guys are going to get me talking about my dating life. Now, that is not something I have done. Yeah. I have I have actually thought like in the current climate, like I've dated white guys before or whatever. And I would have to be married or date, marry someone like of another race who like really understood like the differences between our just different experiences and things that like there are burdens that I think as like minorities that like I might have to deal with that you don't. And that's not your fault, but like you do need to understand it and be cognizant of it. And, like, your family probably should be cognizant of it as well. Like, don't take me to, like, a dinner and there's, like, bullshit nonsense that comes up. Like, just respecting the other person's views. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love doing this with you guys. I have, I guess, maybe two more questions and then I will let you guys go and then tell everyone again, like, where they can find you guys because – and you guys – are fun and stuff, but like maybe you guys should be doing like a political podcast. We're smart. <laughs> yeah. We all have degrees. <laughs> I know. I think I think that's funny because I think a lot of people I know I did not think you guys were not smart. That's not <laughs> <laughs> No. 
Well, this podcast you know. proved anyone wrong. I'm like, have you seen some of our TikToks? <laughs> no, I, okay. So this will make you laugh. So you see, you guys are going to be off topic, but like, I'm just enjoying this a lot. So my niece is a big like TikTok person. I don't have TikTok, but I'm going to have to get TikTok. Gotta get it. You're going to be obsessed. So, I, I do like to dance. I've been doing a lot of dancing in my apartment by myself during this coronavirus time. In that quarantine. Um, but no, two routine. things. So Arizona, do you think Joe Biden has the ability to maybe make that blue? Like yard signs, what are you seeing? Like, what are you hearing? What's out there? So, yeah, I would I'm, say probably maybe, probably a hard maybe. Arizona has historically like a bright red state, but we're projected to be pretty purple right now. So it could really go either way. It's kind of head to head right now. It's like a 1% margin where it really could swing either way. For us, I think it's going to be interesting because we do have a big snowbird uh, population. So these are people who live up north and come down to Arizona. And vote here. So it depends on what state they're registered to vote in and if they remember to re-register in their home state if they're not going to be here in November. I think John McCain is from here. He's an elected senator since the 80s. And I think, too, I think this year is going to be really different. I mean, we would be hot and heavy in debates right now. Everything would be all about the election. But because we're all home, the climate's kind of changed. And then a big factor going into this election is mail-in ballots. I mean... Trump even said, he's like, if the results come in, I don't win. I don't know that I'll accept them. It's like, you just undermine oh our government every single day and, and nobody says anything. No. And nobody yeah. says anything. Can we just go back to that? I'm so glad you brought that up. That was not something that like I had planned to discuss. But I do think that everyone, like, I think that Joe Biden is going to be able to pull this out. I do. He was not my, not my first choice. But I think at this point, it's like our democracy is on the like literally like on the line and everything that we claim that is important to us as Americans. And Donald Trump is not going to get us there. So it's like he just needs to go and there's going to be more work that needs to be done once he's gone. But like the first like corrective action is he has to go. But I do think people need to be prepared that like even if because I was talking to someone about this, if like it's a small margin, we're fucked. You know, like it has to be a landslide. It has to be a landslide. And even if it's a landslide, something that I hadn't thought about, but seems like Donald Trump, right? Like if it's, he's going to have this, he's going to try to play this either way. If it's a a small number, then of course he can say, let's recount, let's go through all that crap. If it's too big of a landslide, then he's going to try to do this bullshit that like, it's stolen. It's rigged, right? Because Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, couldn't possibly beat him that way. <laughs> so we need to be prepared that, like, we're not going to know what the outcome of this election is. I think it's November 3rd this year. We're not going to know the outcome. There's probably going to be legal challenges to this and recounts and things like that. And I think that I'm hoping the American people understand that, like, that's just kind of like the chaos that he's been trying to create and so, you know? And so we just, it's not going to be enough to, even with the landslide, like, let's be prepared between November to January 20th, we've got like a journey, you know? Yeah. He's going to try and hold on to this presidency as long as he can. Well, I mean, if I were him too, so I, I finished reading Mary Trump's book. Ooh. 
And not that I didn't know some of this. I mean, like some of it's like it's obvious, but he's so... I mean, he went to the movies, apparently. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Went to the movies when his brother died. Like, so you think about the corona, if she's telling the truth, and I don't believe that she's lying, um, because it's so detailed. Some of the stuff is like just so screwed up where it's like, that can't be made up. But there's so much detail, not just about him, about his siblings, and just where it's like, if you would treat your own family that way, it's like, no wonder he doesn't care for the general public. Because he wants power. There's like legal liability that he's protected from by continuing to be the president. Right. And he so, can pardon all his I'm friends. Sure. Exactly. That like he has thought about that. But anyway, I could talk to these ladies like for another hour or so, but I'm not like not gonna do that because they have things to do. Their podcast um is really cool. They're really busy. It's blowing up, it's funny. You guys should listen to it. I don't know who wants to to do this, but why don't you tell everyone again where they can find you guys? On what platforms? At Bring the Mio everywhere. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. TikTok. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Our, our website is bringthemio.com. And our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Our link is in our bio on Instagram. That's where we're most active right now. So, And we drop uh, new episodes every Friday. Yeah. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. Give us some Twitter love. <laughs> Yes, give them uh, Twitter love, slide into their DMs. And again, there's so much kind of darkness going on right now. It will lift your spirits genuinely. Ladies, Sammy, Letty, Desiree, Heather, this was awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were finally able to do this. And at some point, I would love to have you guys back, if possible. And uh, hell yes. Yeah. Next time we're going to be in Manhattan. Manhattan. (laughs) And that will make it easier. No. That will make it easier to do this. So I'm going to any any final words? Vote. Yes. Vote. vote. Get registered yes. and vote. You guys have heard it from someone else. Vote. And so for my listeners, next week it'll be back to me being by myself. So I hope that you're not bored. Not that I've had these. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having us. Of course, no. It's been my my pleasure. And uh, yeah, we definitely need to do this again. And I hope you guys stay well, stay safe. And keep people laughing. Thank Thank you. You too. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll be back every Monday with new episodes. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or follow me. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa, wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. You can also follow my Instagram at Pop Into Politics. Until next time, sending good vibes and well wishes to you all. Thanks for listening.